0: As moderator for
1: tonight's broadcast i'm your moderator chris paul let's be reasonable what's that you say you lost your country no mister your country's been tookin'. it's high noon for wednesday september 15th 2021 Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'mYourModerator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'mReasonable. You can also find me on Gab and Getter at I'mYourModerator. The substack is I'mYourModerator.substack.com and the merch site is CancelCouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash Cancel-Couture. Today is the 238th day of Barack Obama's third term, as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy president Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history, and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth. That's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies! You wanted the whole world to see you in your full glory, all your morality and righteousness on full display, and you have finally achieved your mission. But it turns out that everyone can see that you are actually just so depraved that there is no level to which you will not stoop. But hey, whatever you got to do to win, right, Kami? And if you are... The sort of communist who sees the Gavin Newsom, California recall results and thinks, oh, well, that can't be right. Congratulations. Maybe you are ready to migrate back to America. All you have to do is leave all the stupid and evil communist ideas behind in your communist utopia that does not now and will not ever exist. Come on back to reality, where we will welcome you with open arms. Just make your amends with all the people you have been awful to. And let's be honest, Kami, there are so many. But once you do that, we will all accept you. Because the truth is, we actually want you to be part of this great American project. This great American experiment in democracy. I know you think you guys care about democracy. But the fact that you steal elections kind of overrides the things you say, right? So if you're the kind of commie that's now woken up to all of this because it has finally landed in your backyard, come on home. And with that, I would love to extend a warm Wednesday, high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hello, redeemable communists. Welcome to the show. Maybe today is that day that you say to your friend who has been much, much, much smarter than you for the last year and a half. Maybe today is the day that you're like, hey, uh, what was that uh, podcast that you were telling me about? Because, yeah, I see what you're talking about now. There is absolutely no way that Gavin Newsom just won two thirds of the California recall vote. That doesn't even make sense. And yeah, I mean, I can't deny it. They let you print your ballots at home. The envelopes, you could see right through them. They made it so that people could go to the polls and they were told that they already voted. I'm totally with you. I get it. All right, fine. I get it. Just tell me what the name of that podcast was and I, I swear I will listen to a whole episode. And congratulations, Kami. That's exactly where I wanted you. Right? That's exactly where we've all been trying to get you. And if you stick around for the rest of this week on this show and all of next week, probably, maybe it doesn't even take that long, but let's just say the rest of this week, all of next week, you turn it on on Monday morning, the week after, and you'll be like, yeah, he's right. Okay. That's it. And that's all you have to do to become American again. That is the big part of it. And at that point, you're just going to have to swallow your pride and your ego and. Lay yourself at the mercy of all those you have so offended and demeaned and shamed and bullied. And the truth is, most of them will be happy to know that another person has woken up and they will forgive you so long as you weren't, you know, as cruel as you are in your head. Okay, so let's talk about California, because what we have now is something that is undeniably preposterous. All right. A month ago, the polling said that Gavin Newsom was in a neck and neck race, right? It was probably it was at least 50 50 that he would get recalled. And the entire Democrat Communist Party was freaking out, including Gavin Newsom himself. They were just at the end of the rope, right? He was screaming in interviews. He could not believe that his authority had been challenged like this. And he called on Kamala and he called on the fake president. And he said, please come help me in California. The citizens, they hate me. And now everyone knows it. But they shifted the story on to Larry Elder and they took the heat off Gavin Newsom, the media I'm talking about here. And then gradually they changed the polls until the polls showed that it was very likely that Gavin Newsom would be allowed to continue being governor, even though his entire state absolutely loathes him. Except for, you know, the truly depraved people, and I will get to them in a moment. But there seemed to be. Virtually no chance that Gavin would win. Everything was going in the wrong direction. And then without anything changing and California getting much, much worse, including, by the way, people losing their unemployment, the last thing they were holding on to before they went crazy. Over their governor, destroying their state and their business and their employment and their family and their child's education and their entire culture. And now the unemployment is gone, too. But what did the people do? Did they revolt? No, no. They came out in droves as if it was a presidential election to support Gavin Newsom. They are expecting when the final votes are counted, because, of course, they're not yet. They're expecting like 13 and votes for this recall election with no enthusiasm whatsoever on the Democrat side. If they were enthusiastically ready to keep Newsom in office, do you really think they would have brought out the half dead president? to pretend to campaign for Gavin Newsom in front of 35 people after driving in the streets lined with Trump one flags. Does that sound like reality? Of course not, because it's not reality. And what is going to happen now is that the citizens of California are going to finally realize. And by the way, There's something like a quarter to a third of the people who filled out recall petitions who were Democrat voters, Okay, Which means that despite all the campaigning and despite what the mainstream media says, this was not, in fact, a Republican recall, all right? It was a California recall because they wanted to get rid of one of the worst governors imaginable. Gavin Newsom has done absolutely nothing to improve California. Not one single thing in California is better since he got there. And almost every single thing is worse. The only thing that is not worse is the weather. And they're lying about that, too, because Gavin Newsom, you know, he just starts fires all over the state willy nilly and blames it on the weather. So maybe the weather actually is also worse. As a result of Gavin Newsom being in office, at least according to Gavin, it is. And of course, it's not his fault. It's climate change's fault, just like the homelessness is not his fault. It's the fault of housing prices, which also aren't his fault. The housing prices are the result of everyone wanting to move to California, but people are moving out of California. Oh, but that's also not his fault because. People are only moving out of California due to the rising housing prices. Shit. Where did I go wrong? It's impossible to track it down. Because, okay, I know that Gavin Newsom didn't mess anything up because he is so great that he has won his recall election by more than he won his original election. And, and I'll have you know, he performed better than Joe Biden performed. Biden got 63 and a half percent of the vote and Gavin got 66.6 percent. Isn't that amazing? So in the 2020 presidential election, there were about 17,117,000 votes cast in that election. In this election, we're getting about 13.4 million. OK, so that means that only 3.7 million fewer people voted in this recall election than they did in the 2020 presidential election. And if you recall, haha, he used recall in two different ways. Well, if you recall, Joe Biden got 81 million real legal American votes in 2020. And Donald Trump got about 75 million. And so the 2020 election was the highest turnout election by far. Like 25 million extra votes in 2020 over any election ever. All right. A full increase above 2016, 20% more people participated in that election because it was so important. So, so many Democrats came out. They were just like, I'm a Democrat. Hear me roar. And then they allowed someone to come harvest their ballot. And by they, I mean, every vacant lot in the city. So that's how we got to 155, 56, whatever odd million votes in the 2020 presidential election. But what was 2016 like in California when California, of course, was just booming after the presidency of Barack Obama and no one would move out ever? How many votes did California tally in the 2016 presidential election, Trump and Clinton? Right? The showdown, the most important election of all time. The feminist champion of the world, Hillary Clinton. How many votes were there in the 2016 election? Well, there were about 14 million total votes in the 2016 election. So this recall election had nearly the same high turnout as the 2016 election, which was the most. Important election of all time. And then, just like the nation in 2020, they added 3.1 million votes in California because it was so important to get Donald Trump out of the office. So much more important than it was to keep him out of office in 2016. That's why so many more voters showed up. And it's crazy because Donald Trump actually added one and a half million votes to his vote total in 2020 over 2016, but California still showed up so hard for Joe Biden because Joe Biden is the most popular presidential candidate of all time, which is why he got so many votes. He even outperformed Hillary because Hillary only got 62.3% of California's votes. That's amazing. It's especially amazing to think that like Somehow it's 100% true, and obviously it is. They wouldn't lie to us, but it's 100% true that Hillary Clinton got 62.3% of 14 million votes, and then Joe Biden got 63.5% of 17.1 million votes, and then Gavin got 66.6% of 13.4 million votes. Gavin Newsom is more popular than Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. Boom. Wow. That California Democratic machine is working overtime and it doesn't even matter how many Californians leave the state. They still just keep coming out and voting harder and harder and harder for the most popular candidates of all time. Like Hillary Clinton, they were like, eh. Okay, we'll come out and give you like 62.3%, but that's it. Because we only like you, sort of. I know it's the most important election of all time, but we're going to let Trump win huge chunks of California. Not the cities, of course, where all the communists live and where they don't steal the vote at all, but huge parts of California. The map just has red parts all over the map in California. Not this time, though. The whole thing voted to keep. Gavin in office, except for like the northeastern part of California. You know where all the stupid people live. So Donald Trump performed better in California than the recall campaign against Gavin Newsom, right? Now, California hates Trump notoriously, right? California is the deepest blue communist state On the entire map. In fact, it's one of the most strictly communist places in the entire world. Outside of maybe China and North Korea, California is number three. Okay, They'll be like Venezuela any day now. So California is number four. Venezuela is number three. And California is almost up to the point of eating its pets. All right. So they're not quite quite to Venezuela yet. So California hates Trump. And a big chunk of Democrats go out and participate in the recall of Gavin Newsom because, as every single person on the planet knows, Gavin Newsom is an absolutely horrific governor. Okay. That's why he got recalled. The polling from a month ago showed that Californians know that. And we are expected to believe that while Gavin did nothing, To change anyone's minds, people's minds nonetheless changed, right? So they've been lifelong Democrats. Then they were like, hey, you know what? I'm still a Democrat, but we got to get rid of this guy. This is insane. And then nothing happened, and they changed their minds back to their former position, right? They woke up to what was really happening, and then they went right back to sleep just when it mattered the most. That's what happened. That's the media's story. And because I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I'm sticking to it. Now, is the media's story a total conspiracy theory? Well, yes, of course it is. All media stories are conspiracy theories, which is why you can't actually lay out the narrative in full of the Gavin Newsom recall and have anyone believe the media's story. They have to give it to you in tiny little chunks and then make you forget it, and then give you another piece, and then make you forget it, and then give you another piece. And that's how they do all of this stuff. So that you assume that because all of the pieces make you feel the same way, like, oh yeah, Gavin's got it, they have that piece, and this piece, and this piece, and this piece. They all lead you to the same conclusion. So long as you don't actually try to think about any of them at the same time. Okay? Because if you think about them at the same time, you instantly realize, whoa, whoa what? This is total bullshit. They are completely lying right to my face. And yes, of course they are. That's the thing about this kind of power, especially when this sort of power thinks that it cannot be challenged. They don't need to hide it from you. They prefer to put it in your face because that demoralizes you. All right. We've talked about this a whole bunch of times. Information war. How do you lose an information war? You become demoralized. All right. So that is the goal. That's the goal. They are happy that they gave Gavin Newsom 66.6% of the vote and that all the little minions in the Democrat Communist Party of California will be texting normal, nice, good Americans who care about truth and honesty. They'll all be texting them today, trying to rub it in. That Gavin Newsom won. See, ha ha ha, we are totally right. We rejected Trumpism. And if you say we didn't, then you're repeating the big lie and you're a domestic terrorist. So shut up. That is what they want. And by the way, guys, if you have people in your life who are doing that today, okay, you need to understand that those people are not your friends. And if they are your family members, that's even worse. But these people would not hesitate, not for a moment, to turn you in to the Gestapo. Okay? You have to understand that. I don't know what else I can say that is going to make you understand that. These people hate you. They want you demoralized. They want you silenced because they don't ever want to hear you say that they are wrong ever again. That is what they're trying to do to you. They're making it so that the cost of even telling the truth around them is more than you will pay. And unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of people who know the truth and are in that position. They're just like, oh, yeah, the cost of the truth. It's not worth it. I'd rather just wear a mask. I'd rather just find a new job. I'd rather just take the vaccine. Right. What wouldn't you rather do? In what way will you prevent yourself from being made subservient to them? Is there anything that you won't do to preserve your image in their eyes? And that is what it is. You don't want them to say the mean thing to you. You don't want them to make fun of you. You're on the fence. You know, if you do one more thing, they're going to be like, nah, that's one of the no no people. They're out. They're going to kick you out of the party of false decorum. And you think that there is nothing outside that you need the party of false decorum. You have no interest in trying to uh, start a parallel economy in whatever business you're in because you just don't have the strength for that. Oh, you're very good at your job. Sure. But not good enough to actually take a risk and do it yourself outside of the organization you're at right now. That's too risky. You would rather see your country collapse than ever have one of these people talk bad about you behind your back. God, how much that must hurt. (laughs) It's so clownish, man. Like, what is it going to take for you to stand up? Honestly, honestly. I lost probably 75% of the people I knew who all respected me. People whose weddings I was in called me a domestic terrorist, blamed me for January 6th. Celebrities, by the way, people you all know, people whose names, you know, people whose weddings I was in texted me on January 6th to say it was my fault. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. What was I thinking? Telling the truth. What an asshole I am. I'm a terrorist. I should have never told the truth. Telling the truth is terrorism, apparently now. Wanting elections not to be stolen for everyone, by the way, not just for me so I get my way for everyone. And the funny thing is the people accusing you are the ones who do think that the election has to go their way. Otherwise, it's stolen. They're not trying to protect the vote for anyone, which is why every single way they try to change the laws. Opens elections up to more fraud. And of course, they can't actually explain their way out of that. They can't explain how any of these uh, changes in the voting system. Would make elections more secure or make it so people weren't disenfranchised. They can't explain any of that. So they just say racism. And if you ask them how it's racist to want voter ID, they'll say that black people don't know how to get voter ID. Somehow there are mythical black people out there who don't know how to get ID to drive. They're just too poor. They don't know how to use the Internet. That's what Joe Biden says. No, that's really what Joe Biden says. But aren't those people on welfare? So they know how to use the welfare system. They just don't know how to get ID. Got it. Okay, Kami. that makes sense. You're not racist at all. In fact, you're anti-racist. Which is how we know that you're the good guy, even though you're stealing votes from millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people. In fact, you are stealing the votes of everyone because you have made it so that no one's vote actually counts as one vote. That's what it means to steal millions and millions and millions and millions of votes. That's what it means to allow people to print their ballots out at home. That's what it means to have a fully mail-in election where the envelopes are see-through and everyone in the world could pass your ballot over a light, see that you voted for the recall, and then throw your ballot out. And no one's ever going to know. I mean, look at the turnout numbers. They must have counted every real vote, right? Just don't think about it at all. In fact, Don't ever look at the California results ever again. Just remember how they are right now. Gavin crushed it with 68% of the vote in. And we don't need to see what the final number is. Maybe they'll give it to us in a week or two weeks or four weeks or who knows. Maybe they'll never give it to us. Maybe they'll just leave it at 68% reporting. And we'll just stay there forever. Now, I know that it's a conspiracy theory. That election fraud could happen. It can't happen. Okay? The election system is perfect, even if they let you print your ballots out at home, even if they can see who you voted for and then throw your vote out, and even if you go to the polling place and they tell you you've already voted and that now you have to vote on a provisional ballot that they can also throw out. All of that aside, It's impossible to have election fraud. Now, caveat here, right? Is it possible that Gavin Newsom got 50% plus one to stay in office? Is it? Maybe. All right. But it's not possible that he got two thirds of the vote and absolutely dominated to the point where now the media is saying he has a mandate For all his policies. That is a bridge too far. And of course. That's exactly the way they like to use bridges. They just keep walking over bridges. No matter how far it is. Just oh look another bridge. Guess I'll walk over it. Okay so check this out. I'm going to put this clip on. A lot of people have seen the video already today. This is the clip of CNN. Showing the vote totals at the bottom of the screen where votes are just gone. And we have a key race alert for you as more and more of the raw votes come in. And look, should Governor Newsom be recalled? No. 67%. That's with 52% of the vote in. Most of the vote is in. 67% say no.
0: 33% about say yes. The no side, the keep Governor Newsom side is up by more than 2.3 million votes, 2.3 million votes as of right now. Now, there's still 48% of the vote to come in, John King. But as of right now, if I were Governor
1: Newsom, I would be feeling pretty good. Uh, You would be thinking, number one, you're going to get to complete your term. And number two, uh, Governor Newsom made this campaign in the end about Larry Elder, but also about the comparison. California versus, say, Florida and Texas on COVID, if your keep Newsom number stays anywhere close to that, uh, the governor is going to think that it's a mandate by the people of California to continue those policies, which will be a national debate heading into the 2022 midterms may well be a debate in Virginia, just across the Potomac River, which have a governor's race this year. So careful, don't overread what happens in California with a national message, but also don't underread it. Uh, In the next few days, when we get final results and we're not there yet, it'll be interesting to talk about this. Okay, so that's CNN's chief election map screen communist, John King. Okay, he is talking about Gavin Newsom's mandate. John King is an expert at looking at election maps on CNN. Okay, he stares right at the map and then he tells everybody what the map says. So if you don't have eyes, you will know what's happening because, thank goodness. John King, the expert of the map, is there. Now, John King, the expert of the map and the numbers, is somehow unaware that the numbers he is staring at, big on his big screen, changed without him knowing it. Okay? So during that clip, 350,000 votes just vanish. off the recall total, the total for yes, right? 351,709 votes to be exact. And this is also just a weird, interesting thing, but for some reason, the Newsom recall, CNN has it on their screen as no is above yes. It's just strange. Just a It appears strange. Like, of course, no is the primary answer. And yes, is the secondary answer that appears below. I would expect CNN to position them that way. It's just strange. And I'm just noticing. That's all. Okay, I don't know what to make of that. But three hundred and fifty one thousand seven hundred and nine votes just magically disappear. And so I put up this video initially today and someone in the chat pointed out that The percent of the estimated vote that was in was 52%, according to the numbers first up in that clip. Okay. And then when the subtraction occurred, that estimated vote percentage went down to 49%, which first thinking about it makes you think, oh, well, maybe they just were going back to old data and that was it. That's not it. Okay. Because the vote only disappeared off of the yes tally, not off the no tally. So Gavin Newsom's total, and I'm calling it Gavin Newsom's total, right? It's for or against Gavin Newsom. So the no vote is for Gavin Newsom. Okay. I'm sorry if I am speaking about it in a way that makes it seem ambiguous. Gavin Newsom's total stays the same, three hundred and fifty one thousand seven hundred nine votes against gavin newsom are gone and the vote estimate goes from 52 percent down to 49 percent now that means that they have a total estimate of the vote going in right and some of the websites appear to show that estimate before the vote starts coming in and being counted as well I think it was Fox News uh, another person sent me a graphic of Fox News from before the uh, before the vote started being reported and it showed approximately 13 million estimated votes okay so initially we have 52 percent of the estimate in and we lose 350,000 votes roughly which drops the total percentage by 3%. Now, if 3% of the vote is about 350,000 votes, then 1% of the vote is about 117,000 votes. If 117,000 votes is roughly 1%, then we're expecting about 11.7 million to come in. So that's how that math would look doing it that way. Now, if you do it the other way, right? So let's take the original totals of votes and divide by the 52 and then multiply by 100. So that should give us the total estimate that they are basing their numbers on. And that works out to just under 13 million. All right. So they're estimating with that 52 percent. Their estimate, their total estimate is about 13 million, just a little bit under. Then they remove 350,000 votes. The estimated vote total drops by 3% in this update. And if you add those two together, right, and divide by 49, multiply by 100 to find out how many votes they're estimating at that point, all of a sudden, the estimated vote total jumps up to about 13,070,000. And if you're getting kind of lost, I know that this is very number heavy and doesn't quite make a lot of sense. I'm not saying that the whole thing does make sense. I'm just trying to describe everything that's happening in this one little update that John King just fails to notice. Okay, so the estimate of total votes increases by around 70 to 75,000 in this update. The yes vote drops by 350,000. And Gavin's vote stays exactly the same. And they just go on from there. All right. So they've dropped now. They've dropped the anti-Gavin vote and increased the estimated total. And these numbers have fluctuated consistently. Earlier, they had it at like 13.4. And I was just looking at it now. Now they have it back closer to like 13 million and like 60,000. So that number of estimated votes is just anywhere it needs to be. Apparently, they take away three hundred and fifty thousand plus votes without touching Gavin's total. And they just keep going. Where did those votes go? Was it a data update? Nope. Where do they go? We are told that those numbers coming in from CNN are direct from the reporting agencies. There shouldn't be drops. It's a cumulative process. We went through this in 2020, and now here we are seeing all the same things happen again. Now, obviously, I don't know all of the answers to how this goes right now, and I hope that we will find them in the future, and I think that we will. But what we can see is that they are manipulating this stuff up and down as they need to. It's not possible that it's merely a data update and that takes 350,000 off one side. They just made an error. The anti-Gavin vote was just 351,709 votes too high, and so it corrected back down. Well, that doesn't seem likely at all. If votes went in, how would they have not gone in by mistake On both sides, they went in 100% correctly on one side and the other side was off by 10% of its total or 15%. What is that? 350,000 votes out of 2.25 million. Yeah, that's like 15%. So the side that the media doesn't want, that the uniparty doesn't want, that the global communists don't want, that just happened to be 15% too high. Whoops. We accidentally gave him 15%. He shouldn't add. Let's get rid of that. We'll readjust the estimated total. No big deal. We'll keep Gavin's vote the same and we'll keep going. And we'll just see who wins. (laughs) While Jake Tapper is going crazy about the 2.3 million vote lead. Oh, it's amazing. Gavin is so popular. He has jumped out to this 2.3 million vote lead. I guess we'd all better go to bed now. Hey, everybody, go to bed. We're CNN. You can take the rest of the night off. John King is going to watch this TV and everything's going to be just fine. It's kind of amazing that they're making such a big deal, such a big television production out of these elections. It's like they want to set their narrative that night, and that's going to be it. I don't know how anyone in their right mind could possibly think that this is a legitimate election, okay? And again, it's somehow possible that Gavin might have legitimately won, 50% plus one, right? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe California is still that communist, but it's not possible that he won like this. And it's not possible that what we saw on the television is just an an error that they can certainly explain. I'm sure they will have the fact checks out. The fact checkers are working overtime right now to figure that out, to figure out what this QAnon conspiracy theory going on 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 the Internet must be all about. Like, yeah, of course it took his 350,000 votes away, but that's not a problem because and then we're going to get all the very smart people to answer for us. So all across the Internet today, the communists are gloating. They defeated Trumpism. That's exactly what they did, right? We have those articles out there. Newsweek did one about how Gavin Newsom has crushed Trumpism. And that's the sort of thing you would expect to see today, okay? Pre-narrative is them creating ways that people could possibly believe that Gavin would win big so that they can then talk about now he has a mandate to do all these communist things that his population clearly hates, right? That's pre-narrative. Give you different ways that you can possibly believe that the final result they give you could somehow reflect reality. That's the pre-narrative. Then they do the narrative on CNN where they're showing you, look, this is what's happening. It's really happening. Gavin is just running away with it. Just don't look at our numbers for too long. John King will tell you about them. And if he misses 350,000 votes vanishing off the screen, no big deal. It's actually odd to me that they don't go ahead and explain even, you know, dishonestly, that the numbers coming on the screen would just be estimates, for instance, right? The numbers aren't the real numbers. It's crazy that they don't even try to give people an explanation for events like this, and then they just ignore them as they happen in front of their eyes. John King is looking at the number that says two point two five million and then He's still looking at it when it says 1.875 million, and he doesn't mention it at all. That's insane. But so that's the narrative. And now the post-narrative is that Gavin has a mandate. This was a strike against Trumpism. Because by the way, everything is about Donald Trump for these people, even though Donald Trump, quote unquote, hasn't been president for eight months. But we have to believe it. And then the communists in California and elsewhere will try to throw it in everybody's face. And say, ha, 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 we were right. There's no election fraud. You guys can go suck it. Yeah, nice try with your recall. But California, California is a blue state. We're a deep blue state. And they'll rub it in your faces because these people are evil. Okay. And I know you're like, well, that's a little extreme. I don't know if my friends are evil. They're just making fun of me, you know, because I thought that Gavin would get recalled. And it turns out they were right. No, what your friends are doing is they are supporting cheating, okay? They are liars. They are cheaters, and they will cover up for all of it. And if you don't believe me, look what they're doing with Mark Milley, okay? We mentioned this yesterday briefly at the end of the show. Bob Woodward and Robert Costa wrote a book called Peril. And in that book, they recount a real conversation that Mark Milley had right real to the extent that you can believe Bob Woodward might be reporting something correctly. That is extraordinarily unlikely because Bob Woodward is a propagandist and a pawn of global communism, obviously. But let's say that what he's saying is correct. If what he's saying is correct, then Mark Milley was having conversations with his counterpart in China. Mark Milley was so worried that Donald Trump had lost his mind that he talked to Nancy Pelosi and others, talked about how crazy Donald Trump is, and then let China know that, hey, we have a crazy commander in chief. But don't worry if you read anything about being attacked in the media. It's not true. And if it is true, I'll warn you first so that you can react in time. Okay? Bob Woodward and Robert Costa have accused Millie of treason, but it's good treason. You know? It's like anti racism. Like, yes, he did talk to our greatest adversary and undermine the commander in chief, the duly elected president of the United States, and the chain of command. He did all of that. There's no doubt about it, but he was totally justified because Trump is crazy and Trump is unhinged. The man who didn't start a single war in four years and resisted every military act overseas for four years was also just going to on a whim attack China. That's what we're meant to believe. And that's what the state media is saying. And that is what the people who support Gavin Newsom are repeating. All right. The same people who are rubbing it in your face that Gavin Newsom quote unquote won, are also saying that treason is OK if they themselves believe that the president is crazy now there is no intelligent person in the world who could possibly believe that Trump is just crazy and wanted to attack China. OK, there are people who believe it. Those people are retards. Those people are not smart. OK, we have to stop talking about those people that way. It doesn't matter how many times they've been told the thing. It doesn't matter how brainwashed they are. What is coming out of their brain is not smart. All right. It is detached from reality. There is no justification they can provide that somehow makes it smart to believe that Donald Trump has lost his mind and all of a sudden becomes some militant warmonger who's going to attack China because he's mad about losing an election. And that is what they're saying. And so what we have are a bunch of people who are still citizens of America, but they are not Americans, okay? They are global communists who happen to have American citizenship, all right? These people are justifying treason. They are arguing in favor of treason because it serves their purposes. It is worth justifying treason because that's how bad Trump is. That is what they are saying to you. Okay, people with that morality are dangerous. Stop listening to them when they tell you that you're the bad guy. It is not possible for you to ever be the bad guy relative to someone who is in favor of treason against the United States because they don't like the duly elected president. All right. And no, there is no parallel to the current situation because Joe Biden isn't duly elected. Joe Biden was placed into office and everyone knows it. And the proof will show the truth of it, which is why they don't want anyone to check. They are justifying treason. They do not operate on principle at all. If you cannot be hard and fast in your principles, that treason is wrong. What kind of person are you? What can you just say flatly? This is wrong. There's nothing. But of course, their tactic is to change the definition of treason. Treason is now anything that goes against what they want. It's literally terrorism and sedition and insurrection in their mind to attend a protest and then walk through the Capitol after the Capitol police have let you in. OK, that's what kind of people we are talking about. There is no principle at work. But Millie has now responded to this. And here is the statement released by joint staff spokesman. Colonel Dave Butler, OK. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs regularly communicates with chiefs of defense across the world, including with China and Russia. These conversations remain vital to improving mutual understanding of U.S. national security interests, reducing tensions, providing clarity and avoiding unintended consequences or conflict. His calls with the Chinese and others in October and January were in keeping with these duties and responsibilities, conveying reassurance in order to maintain strategic stability. All calls from the chairman to his counterparts, including those reported, are staffed, coordinated and communicated with the Department of Defense and the interagency. Also, in keeping with his responsibilities as senior military advisor to the president and secretary of defense, General Milley frequently conducts meetings with uniformed leaders across the services to ensure all leaders are aware of current issues. The meeting regarding nuclear weapons protocols was to remind uniformed leaders in the Pentagon of the long-established and robust procedures in light of media reporting on the subject. General Milley continues to act and advise within his authority in the lawful tradition of civilian control of the military and his oath to the Constitution. So Mark Milley may as well have just written, go fuck yourself. That's essentially what he's saying. There's no answer to whether or not he said the words, He's described as having said. He is admitting that he talks to these people. There is no contest there. He's not saying he didn't say any of those things. So the assumption that we should take away is that he did say those things. He doesn't feel bad about it and that he's just going to keep on going. And that is the sort of accountability that Mark Milley, we would expect for him to take. Right. Knowing what we know about Mark Milley. And Joe Biden has not made any overture to the idea that he might fire Mark Milley. There are some Republicans calling for Milley to be investigated and potentially tried, perhaps even for treason. But it doesn't seem like any of that is coming from Joe Biden or the global communists at all or the Uniparty or the military industrial complex. Mark Milley for now seems just fine. We'll see. So let's go broader in this narrative, right? We are supposed to believe that Trump in January wanted to attack China because he was mad about the election and maybe about COVID, even though he didn't attack China for the entire time, knowing full well that the COVID came from China and that China messed with our election and all of this other stuff. He waits till January to do it. That is what we are supposed to believe. A strictly anti-war president wants to attack China in January. And Mark Milley saved us from that. He committed treason to do it, but don't worry, it's the good treason. And so from this, we are meant to take away that Donald Trump wanted war with China, but that was totally unjustified, which is why Mark Milley had to save us from that. And Mark Milley stays in office Under the fake president Joe Biden. So Joe Biden clearly is not for going to war with China either. But now what we have is the United States, Australia, and the United Kingdom forming a pact to deal with Chinese aggression in Taiwan and elsewhere. And we are supposed to accept that as well. So now. If there is any aggression toward China in response for China's aggressions toward Taiwan or off the coast of Alaska or anywhere else. We are going to know at that point that Joe Biden is against the bad war with China that Trump wanted. So if Joe Biden does anything that shows aggression or assertiveness toward China, then it's justified. And that's how the narrative shift works. Trump war against China very bad. Everybody argues that Trump was crazy for wanting war with China. They argue it to the point of justifying treason to say that. So now when Joe Biden wants the war with China, it's the good war. And everything's perfect. Now we can wag the dog as much as we like. Saber rattle all you want. Do whatever you can to distract from the fact that the Arizona audit is coming out. They just blatantly stole an election in California. The vaccine mandate narrative is falling apart. The Afghanistan stuff is a disaster. Biden's poll numbers are imploding. All of that will go away as long as they... Shift the narrative in the proper direction. Okay, the funny thing that we that we should notice about all this right now is that they are basically trying to replay the exact same narrative. From January. Right now, they are putting up a watchtower outside the Capitol because we're told on Saturday. The Justice for J6 rally protest, whatever it is, gathering. A peaceful protest in favor of political prisoners. And by the way, polling shows half the country understands that they are indeed political prisoners being held unjustly because they are political enemies of the party in power. That event is being described as potentially violent and dangerous. And it's being described that way to justify putting up fences and watchtowers in the nation's capital. They are reminding everyone of how dangerous Trump is. And thank goodness we have this organization of people who are going to oppose Trumpism at all costs because it's so dangerous. It's so dangerous that it's so dangerous even when Donald Trump definitely isn't president. And we are right back to where we were in January narrative wise. Trump is dangerous. Remember, everybody, Trump is dangerous. He almost took us to war with China because he was upset about the election, which means that the election fraud is definitely the big lie, which means Trump supporters are dangerous. And anytime they gather, there is the potential for a very violent insurrection. Got it. Everybody has to remember all of these things. And we're going to just. Go ahead and put the military back in Washington, D.C. to protect everyone there. Because what did they think was going to happen in January? Oh, yeah. Trump is going to have the military go arrest everyone for the coup that they attempted. Obviously, provably, provable to the point that well more than half the country can see it much less military intelligence, which of course knows every single bit of this. They are running the exact same playbook, the exact same playbook. No difference whatsoever. You stay in your homes. They're going to employ the national guard to protect the Capitol because Trump and his supporters are so dangerous. End of story. That's all we need to know. And Here's a perfect example, okay? I just told you a few minutes ago, Newsweek has announced that Gavin Newsom has crushed Trumpism. But then all you have to do is venture on over to CNN. This is an article from yesterday by Frida Gittis. The Trump brand of politics is spreading around the world. (laughs) So according to CNN, Trumpism is spreading around the globe. But a few hours later, according to Newsweek, Gavin Newsom just crushed it. Okay, and the Gavin Newsom thing is totally real. There's no way that they can manipulate that situation and just make it look like Gavin won. Get out of here with that. That's the big lie. And then on the other hand, you have Trumpism spreading around the world in the real world in ways that you could actually notice despite election fraud. Okay, maybe this is a source of pride for former President Donald Trump. But for the rest of the world, seeing America's recent political turmoil emulated in nations from east to west is something else entirely. The example set by Trump disparaging, assaulting and undercutting a country's democracy has now become the template for political players with authoritarian leanings around the world. In the same way that Trump's cry of fake news, which he used to some success to discredit professional journalists, has been wielded by dictators to crush a free press in their countries, the claims of rigged elections, the claim of rigged elections is also being deployed by those who cannot win the support of voters as they try to acquire power. Isn't that incredible? So the only way that Trumpism can win is by cheating. And in an election where the Democrat communists and global communists actually cheat, that is proof of the crushing of Trumpism. Well, consider my mind fully boggled. Now, she also just said that the Trumpism thing she's discussing represents political players, a template for political players. With authoritarian leanings. Again, which thing has Trump ever done that smacks of authoritarianism? Especially in relation to the Democrat Communist Party. They are stealing elections. They are locking people in their homes. They are forcing vaccines. They are forcing people to take part in a medical experiment. Or they can go without their jobs. Or they can go without traveling. That's really what the Democrat Communist Party is doing. And we're supposed to believe that the other people have authoritarian leanings. They just say this stuff and they say it over and over and over again. And the child brains in their audience just believe it. With security officials in Washington bracing for the possibility of more violence ahead of the September 18th rally in support of insurrectionists charged in the Capitol riots, and as Trump strongly hints that he will run for re election in 2024, his brand of politics continues to spread like a hard to contain infection that ignores national boundaries. In Myanmar, also known as Burma, the military backed party lost in a landslide last November. Around the same time, Trump lost his reelection by millions of votes. Perhaps the generals were watching Trump's reaction. They immediately protested, claiming widespread fraud, adamantly refusing to accept the results, despite confirmation that the election was generally clean and the outcome valid. All of this is basically just the Soros party line. Okay, we've talked about Myanmar at length. On February 1st, the military arrested Aung San Suu Kyi and other leaders of the winning National League for Democracy Party and then seized power. Since then, resistance to the coup has only intensified, as has the number of lives taken by the ruthless regime. The Tatmadaw, as the army is known, has killed more than a thousand civilians, according to their numbers, of course. And I'm not making that up, by the way. It's literally according to the Assistance Association of Political Prisoners Activist Group, which is a Soros group. Back to the article. The government in exile is calling for a nationwide uprising against the tyrannical junta. Ooh, that's weird, isn't it? They're calling for a civil war because the military is preventing the group who won through election fraud from taking power. Civil war is a distinct possibility, Frida says. Again, the election results were correct. The losers rejected the outcome. Many of the winning candidates remain detained. In Brazil, President Jair Bolsonaro, an admirer and imitator of Trump, or maybe just his own man, is following Trump's pre-election moves step by step. His handling of the pandemic was so catastrophic and the alleged corruption in his government among his politically active sons so egregious that Bolsonaro is lagging badly in the polls ahead of next year's presidential elections. His sons deny any wrongdoing. That's right. Got it. Bolsonaro is wrong because the polls that they are reporting on say that Bolsonaro is not as popular and that he will lose next year. And that's all you have to know. Bolsonaro is claiming that electronic voting, which has a long, strong and very credible track record in Brazil, will rig the elections against him. And he has threatened to cancel the election and is stoking the anger of his supporters, calling them out to the streets. His assaults on the credibility of the election have already triggered formal investigations as potentially criminal behavior. And Brazil's Congress has already rejected his push to cancel electronic voting. No matter. Bolsonaro is already crafting his big lie. By undercutting faith in the electoral system, he's laying the groundwork for rejecting the outcome of the election, assuming it happens, and hoping his supporters will bolster his standing when he claims he did not lose. Sound familiar? Yes, it does sound familiar. It sounds like the proper reaction to a fraudulent election. In Peru, the country just endured an excruciatingly close presidential election, pitting a far left candidate against one from the far right. As the razor-thin vote count trended toward leftist revival, Pedro Castillo, the rightist candidate, rightist, Uh, Kiko Fujimori, pulled the phony fraud card, claiming Castillo's party was carrying out a strategy of distortion. She could produce no credible evidence, and Castillo ultimately assumed the presidency by 44,263 votes. That's crazy that they uh, used election fraud to make sure that a female Candidate could not win the with tensions high accusations that an election had been stolen, have the potential to unleash violence, not to mention the possibility that they will ultimately succeed in actually stealing the election. With neither of those events taking place, the country has dodged a bullet. Oh, thank goodness. Not surprisingly, the bogus claims of fraud are taking root in the United States, where it looks possible that some version of Trump's mantra, if I don't win, then there was fraud, A demagogue's riddle, if there ever was one, will become even more common in some GOP circles. Yes, it will also become very common in Democrat circles because everyone can see the election fraud. The proof is obvious and overwhelming. In this week's California recall election, and again, remember, this is from yesterday, Republican frontrunner Larry Elder, a far right radio personality, has already proclaimed that there might well be shenanigans. If Governor Gavin Newsom emerges victorious, the polls show Newsom in a strong position, which appears to be the reason Elder is now raising the fraud weapon from his holster. In case anyone has doubts, he explains that by shenanigans, he means what happened to Trump in 2020, which is, by the way, exactly what happened. We saw it happen with our own eyes. What happened to Trump in 2020 is that he lost to Biden. What happened to the country is that Trump falsely claimed he won and his followers, now including the majority of the Republican Party, seem determined to embrace that lie. The technique is a deadly bacteria bacillus, one that first emerges in one corner of the world and is spreading far and wide with consequences that could prove disastrous for hundreds of millions of people. Isn't that amazing? She is accusing all supporters of the of her political enemy of being. The spreaders of a malignant infection. Maybe seeing himself imitated around the world makes the former guy proud. Oh, he's not a guy anymore. He's a former guy. This is a real adult writing this apparently for a real adult audience of people who only possess child brains for the rest of us. It revives that old familiar mixture of frustration, sadness, anger, and profound worry. Good. You should experience all those things because the jig is up, baby everybody has seen what it is you represent. And if you're talking about an old familiar mixture of toxic ideology, perhaps you should focus in on the one where you just called millions and millions and millions and millions of people, the carriers of a dangerous infection. We have heard that before. That is an old familiar mixture. Don't get too comfortable, Frida. The walls are still crumbling down around you, and nothing can stop what's coming. Okay? Now, someone yesterday pointed out how hilarious it is that I constantly dog people for being on legacy social media, but then in like my uh, ad or closing or whatever at the end of the show, it absolutely (laughs) says to follow me on Instagram. Okay, well. That is an oversight on my part. I have not listened to that thing in a very long time. And I will record a new one as soon as possible. But also understand, please, that that is from probably last summer. It's probably a year old. So it needs an update. I got it. Apologies. That said, I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Maston lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic and Joe Biden will never be president. And goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm Your Moderator. You can join the discussion at t.me slash I'm Reasonable. I'm also on Gab and Getter at I'm Your Moderator. The sub stack is I'mYourModerator.substack.com and the merch site is CancelCouture.com. You can also go direct to that at shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel-couture. I'll see you next time. Out on the range. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening.